Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening, winers. <laughs> Sorry we couldn't do coffee mining this morning. Just too much. It was just too frantic. Um, We'd have had a heart attack. So I hope you're all well. Um, and yeah, we finally got to uh, see you and chat to you. So today... It'd be very formal. I know. Why? But that will all change in a minute, I'm sure. Well, I think we should change it now. Okay, go on. Reveal to them what you're not wearing. No. Okay. It's much more interesting down here. It really is. What was that? Who's just made a bell go ting? Right. Before we get cracking, for those of you listening on podcast, welcome. For those of you watching, I hope you all enjoyed Green Fingered Hell. We thought we'd make it land at midday today because there wasn't a coffee moaning. And boy, <laughs> the tete-a-tete between me, Nanny Di, you and Dina is very funny. What were we doing? Well, you were kind of basically taking over the patio, telling us that we'd made a mess of it, asking us why it was oh, yeah. such a mess. Nanny well, Di, Nanny Di was willing you actually to die. I mean, nice. She didn't. She didn't mince her words. <laughs> You'd have one. No. <laughs> um, yeah, your mum and my mum are incredibly similar, aren't they? Very. In that they're quite sharp to the bottom of the glass. <laughs> um, do you remember that harp? Stay sharp to the bottom of the, the glass. You wouldn't believe it. Before this, I was like this. And then I made him. I said, "You look. And like now you're going like to die." That. You need an apple and an energy bar. No, I just know to just sit back when you oh, start to rev. I hate it when you say that. Because otherwise that's, it turns into yeah, a fight. That's not true. We often just skip. Yeah, Mark, you can't be eating another one. No, you're, you can't eat while we're on air. No, that is horrible for people to you watch. You were eating and, nuts a minute ago. No, but I finished. I want to be finishing my apple, but I can't. It's only very vociferous got now. a podcast on. You got, cannot be eating. Oh, my God. It's true. Oh it's yuck. God. People will hear you chewing. People will be hungry and jealous. So today, what are we going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about the egg crack prank. The I don't TikTok know if you've... egg crack prank. Bloody hell. I don't know if you've seen that um, that trend. I have. I've been watching quite a few of them, actually. Um, Takeaway text pests, which is a really serious one, actually. Oh, and one I that. can't believe we haven't spoken about before, mm, but I suppose mm. because now it's in the news. I think we've mentioned it. We have mentioned it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, gross habits. We were going to talk about that yesterday. This is gross Things habits. Things like eating when you're next to a microphone. This is, you know, a lot of what? A lot of people watch just people eating. I Listen know. to people just oh, eating. That's so weird. ASM, ABSM, BDSM, BDSM, isn't it? BDSM or something like that. Yeah, and gross habits. So the idea that some of these gross habits actually might have a silver lining. Though I know mm. that no bogey I've picked has a silver lining. Things like peeing in the shower, things like picking your nose. Things like things. flicking your bogeys at your partner. We'll do that right at the end in case it puts anyone off so they don't have to stay free. What about scratching your arm? We're going to be talking about it. moon landing. Do you know what that is? Yeah, well, there's two things that happened on the moon this week. What? A soft landing. And a crash landing. And a crash landing, absolutely. Um, um, and I also want to, right at the beginning of... Well, you, we're going to talk about the really tragic story of Sarah Sharif, um, this young child, uh, 10-year-old, right? Who was, nine. Oh, uh, yeah, 10. 10, who was found dead in Woking. Um, 
And this is the story about, but we will we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, but also there's the story breaking at the moment, the big news story that's breaking this everywhere. And I don't know if you remember me saying, when the Wagner rebellion started, and then they sort of, they started charging towards Moscow, everyone thought, oh my God, I mean, Putin's going to be overthrown. This is a putsch, this is a kitsch, this is a, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then suddenly he diverted, didn't he, on Google Maps and went off to Belarus. And I said, it's a matter of time before he's thrown off a balcony. Because Putin... Will not allow him to live. It's either polonium in um, an Itsu uh, sushi awful. takeaway store in Piccadilly, or poor, it's balconies. And poor um, oh, Levinetsky, who he poisoned, and then he brought him to court mm. and oh, yeah. put him away for 10 years for having the damn cheek to not die. And they've yeah. just, you know, they've, they've just given him another... Another 19 years so with even less with even less contact with the outside world. With constant, in constant agony from the poisoning. Jesus. So th this story Oof. isn't that Yevgeny Prigozhin, Prigozhin uh, fell from a balcony, but his plane has crashed and he was one of 10 passengers on the passenger list on a jet that took off and crashed. And I think... It's, I think it's fair to assume that there'll be some kind of connection. So, yeah. I think it's fair Probably. to... Probably. You know, they seem And it think seems of strange. all the other people on the plane yeah. too. I mean, it's just absolutely horrific. Yeah, yeah. So um, that news is breaking at the moment that the Wagner boss who led the uprising in, in Russia has died on a flight, a Russian plane crash. Um, so that's the big news. But like, should we start with Sirius and then move, move through? Let, let's... Yeah. Also, I just realised we didn't... We should be talking a little bit about that. That's the end, finally. Ah, okay. I've got an end, finally. Right. Yeah. Sarah Sharif, um, tell me about this, this story. This is tragic. Just a tragic story. Does anyone know? Do you, do you know about the Sarah Sharif story? Have you been plugged into this story? It actually, it first came about a few days ago, mm. didn't it? And, and it just, it, it just literally beggars belief. This poor child, just the sweetest little face. Well, all children have sweet faces. Look at that little face. She literally makes me want to cry. Um, was found dead in her home. And in Woking, you in will Woking. have where I've seen the stories. It keeps coming up as child or teenage or, or infant found dead in Woking mm. is the same. So her, her body was discovered in her home in, in Surrey mm. um, after the after police were called um, from Pakistan by her father. So he called the police from Pakistan and said to go and look up, look at, you know, to check the house. So um, they went and found her body. Just, just awful. Anyway, the day before her body was discovered, police believe that the father, his partner, um, his brother, and now today, the 13-year-old son, all flew to Islamabad. Islamabad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, since they've done the post-mortem, they have found out, they say likely to be historical injuries, fractures. I mean, God, that poor child. Yeah. Um, so apparently the British Embassy have put huge pressure 
and the authorities in Islamabad and they have gone, you know, they're seriously out on the hunt. And so far they've spoken to the brother. The brother, I think, is, is um, in custody. And the brother has said she fell down the stairs and broke her neck. That's the reason he's giving. So she fell down the stairs, broke her neck, and they all just went to Pakistan. And I am just so glad that the police are fully, you know, investigating this. It's just tragic. The poor mother, because I believe he had custody, the father, mm. the poor mother is absolutely desperate to know what happened. And she wants her son back because he's taken a 13-year-old son. It's, it's just absolutely tragic. I mean, I've known people in the past who have had their, you know, lived under the threat of their child being snatched and taken taken abroad and had that, those sorts of threats. Uh, and it's absolutely So Steph Schultz petrified. is asking, so the family moved after she was found dead? And then before called she was found, before she was found dead. And called the, the day police. Before so she they was, called the police from abroad? They called the police, apparently. I mean, the father called for the police. Obviously, I mean, what kind of a half our story is that anyway <clears throat> so they were kind of trying to get ahead of the ahead of the story multiple I mean, and extensive injuries that were <clears throat> historic i mean it's just and apparently the police did have knowledge of them before yeah years before um just and i just feel absolutely petrified for that 13 year old boy her brother i mean did he witness it what did he see what you know just to be just to be bundled out and back to Islamabad. One of the one of the terrifying. side tangent kind of parts of this story that I know is bubbling around online at the moment is the fact that she was homeschooled. She'd been taken out of school and her father had said that this was due to bullying, um, cultural bullying, race, race bullying at school. God, uh, and some of the neighbours, I think a neighbour said to the father, uh, look, you know, um, it's better that she's in school and what have you. I mean, what's going to, it'll be interesting to see how that floats out because one of the genuine, obviously we homeschooled our girl, ironically, on the cusp of GCSEs. This isn't a homeschool No, this though, isn't is a homeschool this story. Is, no, 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 no. But homeschooling has been mentioned in the first headline from the BBC today. So annoying. And homeschooling, it, th this will, I think, reignite the desire or the need. Because one of the issues when we were homeschooling our kids, you, you had constant and regular contact with the council. And they're always wanting to check and make sure that there, you know, there aren't these instances where children, right, right. for whatever reasons, and they, some, some, they say that sometimes they are cultural or religious reasons that are given, that they're withdrawn from conventional schooling and that they sort of disappear beneath the radar. And this, I think, very much is going to become one of those. It's going so to I think become one of the yeah, yeah, part I think of the homeschooling story. aspect. But again, it. I always feel very sorry when this is used for the decent homeschooling community mm. that care deeply about their children. Mm. And, and, and it's awful because, like with so many things, you know, they'll all be tired with that whole homeschooling. Um, I, I, what I see this, this is almost like it, that she was stopped from having education she was taken out of the system mm. so that he couldn't be questioned mm. and that that it's just so sad a frog asks was she bullied or was she being abused at home and teachers started <sighs> yeah. to notice or both i think it sounds like probably both i mean you know we've got no way of fully knowing dawny harvey hope you well dawny uh, well the is... sad fact is that often children that are having really tough time at home are bullied because they, they can, there's something about, you know, people just can pick up on that. Other kids pick but, up on that. Well, as you say, eh, Frog, it, it could be a bit of both. Absolutely. She possibly yeah. was being bullied and, and and this happened. Dawny Harvey, this is what gets me. So many of these poor souls have been in a system but still don't get taken into safety. 
Oh. You know, I mean, if, if there's the historic, you know, injuries there, you know, there's nobody seen those injuries mm. and then there's nobody signed up the dots that mm. then she's not at school and it's just... Abby Reid, important, if you have any concerns this could happen to your child, contact Passport Office and have safeguarding protection on your child's passport. Yeah. Good tip, good tip. Yeah, um, yeah no, I mean, it's a, it's a tragic story. It's, and do you know what? I, I, I want to say something about this story that's a bit weird. I don't think it's been covered properly by it's the a, press. There's something a bit strange about something it. Something has been fumbled for me in the way in which this story has been got across. Because the severity or the potential severity and the potential cover-up and the ambivalence and ambiguity surrounding this death mm. has been hidden and shrouded beneath really obscure and odd titles. And I wonder whether part of that is due to a heightened sensitivity around not being seen to be making any kind of assumptions around any kind of potential cultural issues here. Right. Do, you know, do you know what I mean? I mean, because well, what, this story you, hasn't presented... Is, all you have to see is the child and not get not get all caught up in all of that. This is an precisely. important story yeah. because there's a lot... This you, you would be surprised how many children do go bloody missing and yeah. out of the system and it's really important to have... You know, to have this conversation. But I think also, too often, I think people might have suspicions around something not being right with a child. And mm. um, we all do it, don't we? We look, You'll have done it. You'll have seen some kids at schools that your kids have been who just thought, mm. something not quite right. And yet we always think we shouldn't get involved because what if we're wrong? We're probably imagining it. Mm. And I think when these stories come up, what's what's important... Why it's, one of the reasons why it's important to talk about them because it reminds us that if you are seeing a child, you know, on your street that just always seems a bit sad, suddenly isn't going to school, you know, the, 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 the carers look angry a lot of the time, it, it, it's enough of a reason. I just want to say just quickly, I've seen your message, Emma, regarding it's your daughter Phoebe's birthday seven. This is probably not an appropriate place or chat. I mean, the, all of these films, I'm just saying this only because of the subject that we're talking about now. A lot of these chats are quite seriously sort of adult. So we will absolutely, can you make a note on your phone? Uh, it's Phoebe's seventh birthday at the end, but sometimes yeah. it's just about finding the right moment. I can see that you're worried that we haven't seen that. I've seen we it. We will do it. We will do it. Phoebe, Phoebe seven. seven at the end. Um, but again, you know, sometimes it's just about not breaking the flow of the chat for everyone. So, um, but that will absolutely happen at the end, sweetie. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, sorry. I just wanted to quickly read Reese Roberts. Well, the coverage always goes back to people of colour versus the hegemonic white prioritisation of incidents. It, and someone else said, Christine, someone said, yes, it does. Christine Eddy, I agree. It seems that the media have avoided it. it, it there is an odd thing about it. There's something odd about the treatment Is it of this because story. they don't care as much? I think it might be them being... You know how there was that strange sort of reluctance to admit or suggest or, yeah. or state what was going on in another, just... another, major, hang on, another major case that was yeah. pivoted around a cultural sector. Yeah. And I just wonder whether actually it's actually born of, of, an, of some degree of respect, but it no. doesn't feel it's been given any prioritisation. I think it's more likely that she's not blonde, blue-eyed. Right, that's again, that's exactly I, I think that's saying. much Did more it? likely to be yeah. it without press. Um, yeah. I'm afraid to say. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I mean, this is this is the facts. We yeah. know this absolutely, don't we? Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Well, that's just a tra a tragic, tragic story. Um, 
Moving, moving on though, moving on. Let's talk about the other serious story, which is firms urged. Now you did something on your Instagram asking people if they'd experienced this. I know people have experienced this. Oh my God. Firms are being urged to stop text pests hassling customer for dates. Now let me give you a simple example of this. Um, so, I mean, the most obvious is cab drivers, Uber drivers and all that kind of stuff. But the other one is uh, food delivery people who not only get your mobile or have access to your mobile, they also have access to your address. They have then have access at the, at the front to door, your door. To your door. And to who it. is in the house and what the yeah. nature of the house is. And if you're in a particular area, then of course, and you regularly use food delivery firms, they're going to get a real sense of what the rhythm of arrivals are and all that kind of stuff at your house. This, I think, is a real problem a real problem that I have heard first-hand experience of really dodgy men making themselves over-familiar with people on doorsteps. What do you do about that? Firms have to hit hard, don't they? Or you should be at least be given the opportunity on any kind of app to refuse delivery from a certain person. And yet then, as you rightly said, you run the risk of aggravating them. Well, yeah, because this happened to a friend of ours, daughter, who she, uh, this friend of ours was out mm. and she had some friends around and they ordered a delivery and this delivery guy was really, really suggestive with them mm. and nobody wanted to report him because they knew where he, he knew where terrible. they lived. And it's a so baked into their their access to your data yeah. is knowledge of where you are and an ability to intimidate. It's almost like the very data they have intimidates you. It's horrendous. Into doing that and terribly frightening. And quite a few people did um, message actually when I asked the question today. Um, one Let me read this then whilst um, you're finding no, it. Creatorholic, a workman in my home started inappropriate texts oh, to God. me. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Okay, it was bizarre and scary as he spoke to me as if he wasn't doing it. I was too scared to confront him. There oh, was that horrendous God. story, wasn't there, of, of that woman in the press who did that? You, you know, she and he came... Well, I'm not going to tell you the story because it was too scary. But anyway, um, All good, somebody Jessica here Thank you. who messaged on Instagram... Yes, said he would always deliver in every way. I've not ordered an eh -eh delivery since. Really? Mm. Yes, and he was so persistent. This is another one. I had to make a complaint to the company he delivered for. Another person, yes, and it's actually quite scary as they know your name, number and where you live. Um, and there's lots more along those lines. And it's all the same, like nobody complains. I mean, this this paper in uh, this this uh, article in the press today was saying they're trying to urge people to make the complaints because a lot of people don't realise it is actually it is actually breaking the law. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. To, to break that data protection. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything to a guy who's going to... The, the same intimidation stands if someone's delivered no, to you. No, but, but they just want people to be aware that, that you know, that... There should be a complaint because when there are enough complaints, a person will get. Well, I... But what what women need to know is that if a complaint is made, it's not. Oh, that woman at number thirty-two. Well, it has to be anonymous. It is. We have had ten complaints, yeah, and yeah. it's done. You're done. Yeah, Faith Goodman, ring doorbells. Yeah, I mean these CCTV doorbells that lots of people get up in arms about. You know, privacy rights. I don't give a flying toss monkey about privacy rights if it means I can monitor what's going on. I don't mm. care. I literally don't. You know, I mean, I get it. I get this idea that we're all a big brother's state and all that kind of stuff. If you're not doing anything that's that you're ashamed of, what's the problem? 
I mean, really, I mean, that, I mean, okay, yeah, maybe, you know, big organisations could be hoovering up your data to sell you stuff and all that kind of stuff. But I really do think that these kind of home security systems, as best as they work, are ideal for dealing with this. But it doesn't, oh, it idea. doesn't resolve it totally. For years, I would use an old mobile number when signing up for things. Mm. So have a, have a sort of second phone. What are we becoming? Have a second phone. Oh my phone. God! I think we, we as women feel less safe every day. Bernice, that happened to my niece. Her God. photo was on her mobile, linked to WhatsApp. Not good. He searched WhatsApp and messaged her. You know what is another good tip for things like WhatsApp? I would recommend lots of young women not to have their photos on the little circle IDs on, on a lot of your on a lot of your kind of devices, just just don't, or you know, have an avatar, or have a, have an image, have something. I mean, I think you know, try and avoid having your own image of yourself because it's just it's just hideous. But I mean, the ring doorbell only works so far, and I don't know if anyone else has this with the ring doorbell. It getting into it and seeing what's happening doesn't happen fast enough. Sometimes, sometimes you're sort of still going through the process, and they're still ringing, 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 ringing. I think there has to be a system where you order something, you see that the person you're having an issue with is coming. You send a message to this anonymous thing and you say, I want to change. They don't question anything and they take the person off the job and they hand it to someone else. I think, you know, without explanation, then there needs to be some system brought in that does that. But, you know, the same problem happens with Uber drivers. But I, I think also, how, how stern drivers. are the companies? Exactly. Do they say, you will be, we will prosecute, we will, you know, or is it it's just nothing mentioned? Yeah, exactly. Is it all a bit of like, oh, well, you know, get yeah. lucky night? Lip service and all that kind mm. of stuff to it, yeah. Isn't it a shame that it's become to this, says Anne Murray? Why should we need a second phone? We have Why more and more technology and we feel less and less safe. Yeah, that's true. I mean, honestly. It's weird. Okay, talking of dangerous things, let's move to something that I'm going to be honest about. I think the world's gone mad if they're really worried about this. Parents warned after cracking eggs on toddlers' heads in TikTok trend. Now, before we get going on this, I am not advocating that you crack an egg on a baby's head. That is not good. Of course not. No. Especially it, not on the soft spot. No, 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 absolutely. And, and, and probably a, a kid, any kid up to two, three... But this is apparently something called hashtag egg prank on TikTok. They've been viewed more than 670 million times, despite some uh, egg pranks leaving young children crying or looking upset. Right. Well, first of all, I, I've seen lots of them. I haven't seen anyone, anybody <laughs> crying. I've, the ones that maybe we love when they turn around and crack the egg back on the on the. But but initially, most of them that I saw was like between boyfriends. So they were going and then they would just crack the egg on the boy. They were making something, chatting away, and then they crack the egg right. and just put it in. Very funny. But this is about parents doing. But it, but it? yeah, then it's moved on to kids, and I've only. This is what I would say. If your if you have done something to your child and filmed it with the best of intentions. You thought you were gonna have a bit of a giggle and they get really upset and hurt by that. You 100% should not post do it. it. Shouldn't post it. Yeah, or I do it. I mean, I don't think, no, but they're doing it because there's a lot of people that have had a lot of fun and the kids are giggling and then they throw the egg. But if you've done it and your child is then upset, where, what is wrong with you that you don't think, oh God, I've really upset my child. Who, who would then? Post it. It's like that one when they get, put the sheets on on people and they made them disappear. And these children were 
traumatised, screaming, crying because they thought their dad or mum had disappeared forever. All the rest of the family are laughing and then they post it. Have you seen the ones they do with that with the dogs? The dogs don't know where the hell anyone's They're posting gone. their Bless child upset. No, no, don't get me wrong. So I just went That's into this saying... I don't like. Well, no, I just think... I think there's a bit of... Hell. Okay, I suppose I came at this story from the perspective of thinking, oh, my God, we used to do all sorts of shit exactly. like this, throwing conkers at each other and... Which is all fine. And dropping sometimes eggs on all people's of them heads. What did we all grow up with? Oh, somebody's going to get hurt in a minute. Yeah, there's always get somebody hurt. doing something in a family's going to get hurt. Stop tickling them. Don't throw them yeah, around. Someone's going to vomit. And they that, vomit. And this is it. But what we didn't used to do was post it on social media no. for the world to see. And I really believe that if your child is upset, oh, can you imagine our children agree. being upset and you immediately going to well, post that's the, it? The bit I don't understand is, is if you do this as a prank, and it, look, guys, you all know me well enough. This is the kind of prank I could have very easily done. Done it. If I did it and Kiki or Maddie had been genuinely hurt or upset by oh, it. Oh, my God. The last thing you I would do is post it. Well, of course. At all. Wouldn't occur to you wouldn't occur to, to then show the world no so that's the your different thing. child upset and yeah. humiliated yeah that is sick yeah but did oh, you I'm never going, i'm coming right off the fence from right that. well i used to do sick. that i used to do that thing to all the girls is he flirt i used to uh -huh. where you'd go you'd get an egg and they'd be sat there and they'd see it and you'd go behind around the back of them and you'd put the egg somewhere else and then you'd go on the top of their head it was not hard and then you would do that with your hand over the hair and it would feel like the egg was flowing. Yeah. And then I did But every single, every single time you and the girls had a tickle fight, someone would end up crying. Yeah, their yeah. Eyes and the out. difference is, I knew when to stop in real life, but posting that is wrong. So the posting of it is wrong. That's but the wrong bit. Here's the right bit. There's I think. always been playfulness but when she's right in tears. If there's a playful egg cracked on the head of a child, the child has a great laugh, has fun, is enjoying it. And the you have to ask the kid, and the kid is all right with you at that point posting it in some way. I, I don't understand posting stuff about kids that are too young. I've never really understood that one wow. where they throw ham and it lands on the forehead of a baby. It seems a bit, well, it seems a bit cruel. You know, when, you know when your children are really small and you just find them so delicious, and you just imagine everybody else is going to mm. get the same joy as you're going to as you get. And you know, if social media had been around when our kids were small, we would have. We, Posted loads of pictures yeah. of them and everything because it is. It, it doesn't come from a bad place. Yeah. But I'm glad now that they weren't because I think I would have regretted it. Yeah. Because what is cute to you and is cute to them, when they grow up, they just, oh my God, Doctor, why did you post that? Oh my God. Dr. Megan Martin, who's a pediatric emergency medical consultant oh, really at Johns can. Hopkins All Children's Hospital in Florida, said, We're literally smacking salmonella on their foreheads. This, this, it's harder to get a toddler to drink fluids when they've got a stomach bug or food poisoning, and so they're more likely to end up in the hospital for IV fluids. Suddenly, suddenly, something that felt a bit silly. Hang on a minute, not one single film have I seen the egg on the head. They crack it and then they put it into a cake. Right. They're not cracking Breaking it the egg them. onto their head. every single yeah. one I've seen. They crack and then they just stand and make the scrambled yeah. egg, and the kid's going, oh. Well, what happened? Amanda Mathers, Mathers, who's a paediatric occupational therapist, she tried this. She tried the prank herself. And she said, it was really hard to crack that egg on my head and my fully developed skull. I almost felt like a shock of like tears behind my eyes, just like trying to slam that egg into my head. Now, I am not proud of this at all. But me and Perry Radford, and in fact, it was Perry who did it, uh, dropped eggs off balconies when we were kids. And I remember him hitting one landed on, it wasn't wasn't that high, but it hurt. It does hurt. Eggs hurt. So be careful, kids. 
Otherwise, you'll get egg on your face. But there's always been, now stop it now, it's all going to end in tears. It's all going to end in tears. On which topic, let's talk about picking your nose and chewing Flicking your toes. It. Pick it, roll it, flick it. What was that? What's your most disgusting habit? Um, what's your gross, what's your, tell us your grossest habit. Look, by the way, the vast majority of you, 80% say, yes, the egg prank should be banned. You're right. I think there's a danger with something like the egg prank, finally, on this, of it becoming like... It's the, so expensive, Louise. Well, they are, yeah. They're so expensive. It, it, it does run the risk of becoming like the thing, the slapped thing, where it becomes out of hand and it just yeah, becomes a sort of silly, form of bullying, they? doesn't it? Doesn't it? See, I was watching them right at the beginning when it was all very nice, but it's probably got completely mm. out of hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spark of joy coming. We'll transplant. We're getting there. Uh, bogeys, what's your worst, what's your dirtiest, grossest habit, Nat? I think leaving my contact lenses when I take them out anywhere, <sighs> I flick them. I do tend to flick, you flick them. Sometimes. That's, can... Especially if I'm lying on the sofa. And I can't, I can't. Yeah. It, it's funny because the other day I did I... a proper, proper hoover where I moved the sofas and everything and hoovered on the sofa and there were so many of my dried up contact lenses because I've got disposable. I did a press up the other day and as my face, and I, it was one of those press ups where you had to go chest onto floor, arms off, and as I turned around, I felt something on my cheek and it was a contact lens. And your chewing gum. That's a terrible one. And can I do a couple of yours? Of course you can. Your obsession, absolute obsession with leaving that horrific wash bag out. I put it away every day. Oh. You always put it on the side. It's covered in toothpaste on the outside. Like if anyone's just popped in and used the loose, so embarrassing, it's always there. And I, I never say anything. I just keep putting it away, but no. Because if I say to you, could you just put that under there? You'd go, oh, for God's sake. There it is. Okay. That's one. Fair cop. Another one yeah. is, is that half the sitting room is, is, is a sweat bank yeah. for your Joe Wicks. It's, yeah. it, let's face it. I've we share the sitting room with Joe Wicks. But guess what? Guess what? I made a decision the other day that it's going to happen in the utility room. I know. And now I've stuck my toe three times because you've left those weights right in front of the fucking washing machine. And I'm like, oh my hang God. On, hang on, hang on, hang on. Now he's we in were my talking, laundry room. We were talking about gross habits. You, this has now become a license for you to just run at Mark, me. Mark, you cannot take the laundry room for you and Joe. You I'm not, cannot. Oh you've got to find somewhere else. Okay. Or, Gross habits. Or pile up your weights afterwards. Good point. Yeah, that's fa fair enough. Fair enough. And May, oh, hang um, up your MT, hang maybe up wash your the wash bag. A very good point. Look, we. Y no, we... the wash bag shouldn't be out. Why is the wash bag out in the your downstairs? Your chewing loop? gum is everywhere. I am bad. Everywhere. You stick it. You don't even have a. No, you know what? I saw why? Kizzy Erskine the other day, did it? She was in somewhere she just stuck it no, under No, the thing a... is, the thing is, I. I always believe I'm going to chew it again. That's why I don't throw it I away. Know you're I'm going never to come back for it, it, and then I forget I've put it somewhere for me to come back to. Okay. Other bad habits. <laughs> bad habits <laughs> are me picking my fingers really bad, really, really, really bad. Double dipping Nutella. Somebody said. Double, oh, double dipping. That's a good <laughs> somebody one. Somebody else said I can see this esque. This, this, this is. Yeah, this is. Okay. So the good potty mouth. Apparently, swearing is thought to release stress. So I believe in swearing. This is a. Gr but you always tell me not to fucking swear. Because when you swear, it's not. Like... Fuckety fuck. No. Fuck. Go here fuck, we fuck. go. Stop it, Mark. Mark Tone. It's so annoying. I'm not talking to you. Dr. Lee, that's not our Lee, is it? Says, funnily enough, psychologists, psychologists believe that swearing is good for us. It's a way of releasing Absolutely. bottled up emotion. 
So there I you go. I love a good swear. Chewed up, chewing on gum for 20 minutes after meals has been proven to reduce dental plaque. Da-da-da! That's what it's best to save it so that you can chew it after. You know, in Sweden, why do they do everything well in Sweden, all children are given chewing gum after lunch. Fantastic. It is with... um. What's the thing in it? As long as it doesn't have sugar in it. Obviously, if it has sugar in it, no, it's no, not it's good not the sugar one. It's got the um, sugar-free. Who can tell me what it is? It's there's a special thing in it, a special kind of chewing gum for the and it reduces decay. Ketamine? No, not ketamine. No? Okay. Uh, squeaky. Xylolite. Yeah, that's it. Xylitine. Xylitine. Yeah. Squeaky clean. Unless you're doing regular sweaty workouts, you probably don't need to shower more than once every two to three days. Each time we shower. We're stripping the natural oils which protect the, protect the skin. They say the same for shampooing your hair. If you shampoo your hair too often, it dries out, causing your hair to break off. Having a wee in the shower. Do you ever have a wee in the shower? Be honest. Well, it's not a regular thing, but I've definitely had a wee in the shower. Don't give me that. You go for a wee in the shower. I just said, not regularly, but I have weed in the... I was are a... you telling me you regularly weed no, in the No, I don't. I've, you know yes, what? Yes, you no, are. I'm telling you something straight. I I have a real, real hostility towards... Here we go. Hang on. Packer lies no, coming No, no, no. I have total hostility to people who do anything else down a shower hole that shouldn't go down a shower. I was at college with a guy called Christian. No, don't tell this story. Who shat in the shower and forced it down with his toes. Right, you're on your own now. No, 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 no. It was a gross habit. It was like too much. That, why did you tell that? Because I, I am still in trauma. Well, I'm, now you've given everyone else your trauma. This is called trauma Francesca, dumping. Francesca Bastos. What? Um, oh, my God, I feel sick. So having a wee in the shower is bad. You, urine, 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 urine is usually sterile, so you can't pass on an infection unless you have one. Most people with a urinary tract infection are very symptomatic and know all about it. Urine does smell, and if you want to be in the shower, you will need to give it a very good clean afterwards. Though they say it can weaken your pelvic floor muscles if you do it too often. The bad. The nail, world's nail, right, that. okay, so now this, these are bad ones. Nail biting, which I do so much. Oh, let's have a little but talk about, about this. But let's have a little talk about this. Look, around 20 to 30% of the population do it, so I'm not no, on my own. No, hang on. You, you, should, will you... Be, you will be quiet for this. You are not going to interrupt me. <sighs> what about people that gnaw chunks of flesh out of their fingers? Because that's what you do. The other day, he said to me and Kiki, you better get out the car and get out the car quick. <laughs> he said, I'm, I'm having this. This is going to involve. Ha- this is going to involve scissors and a lot of blood. No, and flesh. And flesh. And a lot of flesh. And a lot of blood. Because he was pouring, the blood was pouring from where he'd bitten into his finger and we needed to clean it. He performed an, opera- he performed an operation with an unsanitized pair of I had an incredibly long flap of skin that needed to be cut Oh, off. God. Mark, you're saying this is where we're thing. friends. That's flap of skin, shit down the right. shower. Hang on. What kind of an outfit is this? Hang on. She you who need hath, iron supplements. She who hath says you not need sinned cast the first Heel. Let's talk about your heels on the sofa. My heels are perfect now. Well, this was now. the old days. Do you yeah. want to see how perfect my when heels are? When I first met them, they Matt, are so gorgeous yeah. and soft. 
How do you get... Look at them. Oh, my God. I, I must admit, I did have the worst. And what did you used to do in the old days? I used to pick them. She used to pick her heels. OK, let's not go into it too much. That's too much. We've had shit down the shower. We've had... What else? Eating hair. That's not a good one. Uh, when was the last time you washed your water bottle? A recent study showed the average bottle harbours over 300,000 germs per square centimetre. Kay has had a piece of... She had a, she's only just bought a new... She had a piece of chewing gum stuck on the bottom of her water bottle for 18 months. And whenever the, she thought she might have lost that water bottle, she would go running, panic-stricken, looking for it. Frankie Bridge said she couldn't sit next to her anymore because of it. One of the others is never use someone else's... <laughs> Joking, else, not serious. Never use someone else's toothbrush. It's bad. You can, you can, you can share all sorts of lurgies. But what about if you snog someone, then? Never share anyone's tongue. Yeah, but you're not digging your tongue into someone's gum crevice, are you? Oh! You said too many horrible things. Gum crevice. Gum, gum. Sorry. Gum Gum crevice. Gum crevice. Gum crevice. Shit in the shower. What was the other horrible Shit one? Shit in the shower. <laughs> Shit in the shower. It, it was a shocking moment. This made me feel sick. My mate Nick couldn't go in the shower. He was like, I'm never going in there again. Well, I would never, ever go in that shower again. I would get him to find us all a new flat and we'd we leave in him flat. in the we were, one with the shit in the shower. They were in halls of residence. It's it was in halls of residence. What is wrong? It was the one shower for nine dormitory to beds. It's, that is so messed up. I thought it was what all Americans did. He was one of the first Americans I'd met. It's like, bloody hell, Americans shit in showers. They do not. I know they don't. I thought they did. I was like, Christian. Well, you could totally stupid. Well, I was only 19. Yeah. How did you find out? He told us whilst we were all he baked. He told you? Yeah, we were all out of our heads. We were off our skulls. Oh, did he do it because he was stoned? I don't know. He said I have a... Uh, he just said, oh, I had, I had a shower the other day and I just took a great big Oh, shit. right. Don't say it again. <laughs> Okay. Okay, well, this is not a euphemism for it, but let's talk about the moon landing. So India have managed to land the, what's it called? It's called Chandrayaan-3. Chandrayaan-3 mission. They've landed... Oh, look, it looks exactly like a space invader. Yeah. It, it looks... Oh! Space invaders! It looks just like a space it invader. It looks exactly like... Oh, Mark, that's not real. Yeah. This is going to turn out to not be real like the last time. That Man doesn't landed look on the real, does it? It looks like a tiny space, space invader. invader. Anyway, they've managed to land on the dark side of the moon, which you, is, is another way of describing Christian's bottom, who shat in the shower. <laughs> so, so, yeah, they, they've landed. But, of course, Russia crashed into the moon. They couldn't do it. So India are absolutely cock-a-hoop. I find amazing is every time I hear... That Russia crashed into the moon. I'm thinking, is that going to affect the Babe, moon? Babe, the moon is because nobody seems enormous. to be very worried about a crash in the moon. Babe, it would have been like this. So this is the moon. It would have been like oh. <laughs> the moon is big. It looks small. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> you look in the sky. It looks small. And so you're thinking, if something this big, it's called perspective, babe. Is that chemistry? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
So, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so why are they there? That's the big question. What are they going to do there? I imagine they all cheered and jumped up and down with joy because it landed. That's, they all cost, went, that's cost us how many bloody billion and how many people are starving. No, no, I, but wow, we touched the moon. No, but quite seriously, I think they're all sat there going... I wish we could just leave well, the moon the alone. What the do we do now? I wish we could just leave the moon alone. Stop trying to fly there. Stop trying to do anything. We are not in a fit state globally to spend the amount of money we spend trying to find the moon. Not no, we know the where the moon is. We found the moon. moon. We found the moon. <laughs> what they're trying to find out, apparently there's water at the south pole of the moon. Yeah, we so want to we go and muck up, there. muck up somewhere else. You're damn straight. Well, no, we've had our chance, we've mucked it up. You're damn it's straight. Fault. We're moving to the moon. But yeah, I don't know. I find it really exciting, all that kind of stuff, but utterly pointless. And finally, UK's first womb transplant wow. recipient is over the moon after from her sister. It's donated by her sister. Oh my God. Which they're saying the Very operation was... Very long operation, 17 seven hours. hours. Oh, was it 17? I thought it was seven. Uh, well, that's what they... Well, I might have got that wrong. That's what I heard. Nine hours and 20 minutes it, can, it lasted. Church or hospital? Is that is that for both of them? Maybe it's the first one and then I the re... You're, you're now... Are you doing algebra? I think so. Yeah. The 34-year-old married woman received the womb during an operation that lasted nine hours, 20 minutes in Oxford. Her sister, 40, had completed her own family by giving birth to two children and was willing to donate her oh, womb. Oh, my God. So, so did, did she... How long was her operation? Oh, I don't know. Why are you getting obsessed because with the cumulative because, total here? Because... What the aggregate total of operation time? Because, actually... <laughs> Having worked for years on City Hospital and in the kidney transplant ward, I always found it very interesting. 17 hours, Leslie, yes. How much worse it was, the operation for the person oh, it donating. Oh, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, and like the person that was receiving it, or which way, the other way around. And so I just wondered if it was the same with this, whether there was a Professor real... Smith, the surgeon, said this is quite remarkable, but also admitted that it was probably the most stressful week in my surgical career, mm. but also oh. unbelievably positive too. Oh. I just think that that aspect of a sister who's decided that she has her family and is and, and hands her womb up, there's something, there couldn't be anything more profoundly magical or meaningful, could there, between sisters? So, so when they say it's success, will they only know this once she's carried a baby full term? Or is she now, is it now the same as if she was born with that? You're baby? asking the killer questions that were all the questions I was asking, and by the end of the article, none of them were answered. Oh. Because I'm guessing the success is that blood has been seen flowing yeah. into it. It's living. It's assimilating into her body. Of course, the big test, um, is going to be... Um, so it will be now IVF. She yeah, will now have exactly. IVF. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Wow. So the transplant is expected to last for a maximum of five years before the womb is then removed. Removed? So it's literally popped in for a period of time. Why is it removed? I don't know. Maybe because it's just there to serve a, a short-term purpose, right? It's a bit extreme to then remove it. Wow. It's quite something, isn't it? There God. you go. So... Wow. We are singing a happy birthday to we Phoebe. Phoebe. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Phoebe, who's seven. seven. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Oh. Oh, that was fun. Um, there was a lot in there that was quite uh, food for thought, really. Don't you think? 
really. Are you going to go and have a shower tonight? Mark, now I'm, that is annoying. If you are Why in there you for a long... Why do you end it like that? No, but the funny thing is, is that when someone's oh in the shower God. and you hear them start... Shut to, it. You hear the second Mark. scream.